Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Coming up on the Spirit-Filled Media Podcast. So we need to know the Ten Commandments and the Seven Sacraments and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all of that. And that knowledge is the foundation upon which we enter into that relationship. When we make that transition from, well, this is what I know as a Catholic, to this is who I know as a believer. Hello, friends. We are so glad to have you back again for another episode of the Spirit-Filled Media Podcast with host Deacon Steve Greco. On this episode, we're eager to bring you the second half of Deacon Steve's conversation with Father Augustine Puckner. He's a Norbertine priest and the pastor at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church in Costa Mesa, California. We're going to continue with a deep dive into what he calls living a fully integrated Catholic life. Let's pick it up here with Deacon Steve talking about how imperative it is for us to be open to receiving the grace that God offers us. We're talking about living an integrated Catholic life. It all starts with understanding how much we're loved by God and opening our heart to receive that love. We've talked about reconciliation. So critical that we have the grace to say yes to that forgiveness to say yes, to say, Lord, I understand I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I need to be healed. I need to be forgiven. The critical nature of daily mass and the power of reconciliation, the power of the Eucharist, rather, the power of adoration, you know, going to adoration whenever you can. What are some other things that are really important for living this integrated Catholic life? You know, it's a relationship with this God who loves us. And You know, when I speak of the integrated Catholic life, it's this understanding that, you know, as Catholics, especially if we we grew up Catholic, right, we started by, you know, learning things, memorizing prayers and memorizing our catechism and those sorts of things. And that that's sort of like the content of the faith and how important that is that we have a good foundation. But ultimately, for everyone at some point in their, you know, usually like young life or young adult life, the faith becomes more than just, well, these are the things that I learned in catechism. These are the things that I can read in the catechism, etc. You you make that transition where it does become, well, now it's about the way in which all of this beautiful information guides my life and brings me into a relationship with Jesus Christ. So it's we, we move sort of from what we need to know as Catholics to who who we need to know and really know again in a, in a personal intimate and transforming way. Everything that I learned as a child in my catechism and at Catholic school, I went to Catholic elementary school, all of those beautiful things that, that laid the foundation for me to want to seek a deeper personal relationship with the one who came into this world to reveal the love of the father, to reveal all these beautiful things 
to found this church, which continues to teach these beautiful things about human origin, human destiny. Why are we here? What is our purpose? How can we best glorify God and all of these things? That's, that's what the content of the faith is for. It gives us the answers to those questions and guides us. So we need to know those things. We need to know the Ten Commandments and the Seven Sacraments and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all of that. And that knowledge is the foundation upon which we enter into that relationship when we make that transition from, well, this is what I know as a Catholic to this is who I know as a believer. And when you have that understanding of that relationship with Christ as the most central relationship, then you enter into all of the other, you could say, you know, relationships related with that. Obviously, God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Blessed Mother, she is next in, in you know, the hierarchy of our relationships of love and their influence in our lives. The saints, all of these things. This is that very Catholic understanding of, of everything that we learned as children or as adults, everything that the faith gives us in terms of content is leading us into this relationship with God, whereby we finally say, Lord, I know all these beautiful things and you have revealed them so that I can enter into this very special and unique relationship. And once you make that sort of transition into a relationship with God, which expresses all of the things that you've come to know and believe, then again, not only does it make sense, you know, the Catholic teaching, but then it has its, its fullest effect, we could say, in guiding our lives in a way where we have great peace in our soul. We have great strength. We have the conviction that we need to share this beautiful knowledge of God and God's truth to others. All of those beautiful things. It's such an inspiration for the work of evangelization we talked about off air and all the beautiful ways in which, you know, the, the world needs the message of Jesus Christ. It needs it now, perhaps, you know, more than ever. Every generation says that, right? So, and we have been entrusted with this great message, what we know and who we know. And to make that known in a compelling way, which, which presents it as an invitation to come to know Jesus and to come know, to know all he has done for this world. That, that's really the exciting thing about what we come to know. Amen, amen, amen. Every time you see in Scripture, amen, amen, it means this is really important. So if you really just heard what Father Augustine said, it's an amen, amen. And what we're really talking about is this metanoia, is this transformation. I've often said that the most difficult journey, the greatest journey is 18 inches from the head Mm -hmm. to the heart. We have so much head knowledge about you know, sacraments or about this, that, whatever, even though catechesis is a major issue in terms of needing to know more about our Catholic faith. But nevertheless, we may have a head knowledge, but do we have Jesus in our heart? Do we have that personal relationship? And there needs to be that transformation, my brothers and sisters, in which you say yes. Remember the second chapter of Revelation where Jesus said, I wish you were either hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I spit you out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. He's asking for a decision. It is time for you to make a decision because when you make that decision, everything else comes alive, Father, right? When, When you say yes to him and mean it in the heart, then all of a sudden you have this desire to go to mass, to go to reconciliation, to read scripture, to learn more about the sacraments in your faith. But it starts with that personal relationship. Indeed. And, you know, this is the personal journey that I'm still on. But, of course, the journey that really brought me to my vocation was this awareness 
that in order for my life really to change, and as a young adult, I needed that change in my life for for sure. And all the things that I had learned as, uh, you know, growing up Catholic and all of the ways in which uh, my family and others were a great inspiration to me. I, I finally, you know, came to that point where I needed to really think about that, consider that deeply and seriously, and finally allow that to bring about the metanoia, the change, you know, the necessary conversion. And, you know, one of the first things really when I, I started really taking my faith seriously as a young adult was really going to daily mass. That was one of the first things. And again, in that experience, you know, all of the, 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 the doctrines and dogmas and all of that, it, it came to life because it, I saw that this was leading me into uh, this new and special kind of relationship with Christ. I received forgiveness for my sins. I received freedom from, you know, the evil around me and all of these various things. Then after that experience, being purified, being cleansed, being strengthened and supported, only at that point was the Holy Spirit really, you know, able to come into my mind and heart in a way that said, this is what you need. This is who you need. You need a relationship with Christ that will mean everything for you. And I see that so many times, you know, in our ministry. And uh, one particular aspect, you know, uh, as pastor, I I meet with all of those that are in our RCIA program, which is a wonderful aspect of my ministry and something that has taught me some very valuable lessons about this whole uh, reality of the need for, for God in people's lives. In fact, just last night, this is why it's so fresh in my mind. Last night I had a meeting with one of our uh, women. She was born Catholic. She received baptism as an infant and then uh, first Holy Communion, like, you know, in second grade. And this is, again, not an uncommon story, right? And then after that, she, and, you know, there was sort of no continuing education. There was no sort of continuing formation in her spiritual life. So she just, she never was confirmed. So now she's in RCIA as preparing for confirmation uh, to complete her sacraments of initiation. And she had sort of come to this awareness, right? That again, through no fault of her own, but, but there was something missing in her life. And she went all those years, again, sort of, you know, in and out of the church, mass sometimes, etc. And then she had this incredible, like, experience about the fact that for what she learned as a child, it was still there, right? And it was still there sort of calling her back to church and saying, this is who you are. This is what you need. You need a relationship with Jesus Christ that means something in your life. And again, she'd gone through some very difficult things in her young adult life. And, and, you know, she realized I need God in my life. Amen. And just that, you know, those three words, I need God. That has been the the beginning of such incredible conversions and transformations and renewals in people's lives. And now here she is, she's in the program and she's going to be confirmed. She's going to complete her sacraments of initiation and she gets it. And that's the thing, the RCIA program, other adult formation programs, they have this wonderful opportunity to bring these people to this awareness that even, you know, as you grew up Catholic, you learned all these wonderful things. Well, they're still there. And these things are now what are, you know, bringing you into this more complete and full and adult relationship with Christ and his church. And you see the joy, I mean, tears of joy. Because I always ask in these interviews, I always ask, was there some special event or circumstance in your life that brought you to this stage of your journey? Either, you know, for those who have never been anything in regard to religion and are preparing for, you know, baptism for the unbaptized and then for the others. And there's always a beautiful and incredible story 
of God's grace and God's, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit that these people have realized. Again, it's not just about, you know, what they know, but again, those three simple words, I need God. I need God in my life. Amen. Amen. My brothers and sisters, we are wired. We are created in the image of God to need God, to love him, to know him and to serve him. Mm -hmm. That hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. We can't do anything without God's love, without God's grace. Again, scripture is very clear. The vine and the branches. Mm -hmm. Jesus is that vine. We are the branches. But when we're attached to the vine, we bear fruit. Amen. We bear fruit. Yes, we do. You know, it's interesting that Jesus in his humility allows us to bear fruit. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. And speaking of amazing, when I was praying for this show, Father, God gave me a very clear uh, impression and, and, and really almost a vision, I guess, of many of our listeners, a number of listeners. I don't know what many means, but a number of our listeners, they're really debating vocation vocation into priesthood, vocation into religious life of some kind, mm-hmm. or maybe even a focus on on deeper commitment to the Lord. But let's focus on vocation uh, into religious life. Mm-hmm. The Norbertines, and I'll do a shout out right now, I mean, they are an incredible order that is booming in terms of vocation. We're doing very well. We're very blessed. And very blessed. And, and their order is fantastic. But there are many other great orders out there. Absolutely. And so the message that you have for those considering into religious life, let's start with, say, men mm-hmm. who may be considering the priesthood. What message do you have for them? Be not afraid. Do not be afraid. I think, you know, we know that God is calling. We know that the call is there. God would not leave his people without the necessary, you know, priests and deacons to minister. And of course the religious, uh, to live that consecrated life. So we know that, that God is calling men and women in many ways. I think now it's hard to hear the call because of all of the other noise and distractions in secular life. And that's always been the case, right? So you have to have a serious prayer life. You have to really, you know, uh, shut some of that noise out in order for you to really be attentive to God's voice in your life and that guidance that it provides. But especially I think in, in my work, you know, before I became pastor at St. John the Baptist, I was the novice master at St. Michael's Abbey and had worked for 12 years with all of our seminarians directly and uh, had a great experience with that and learned a lot about where these young men are coming from. And of course, I went through the same thing myself. And that is a lot of times it's overcoming that that fear, that fear of uh, the sacrifices that a life of dedication to the ministry, whether it's, you know, a a diocesan priest or especially for the sacrifices in religious life. uh, There's a fear that, you know, you give up so much and, you know, are, you know, will you really be happy? Will you really be satisfied? And of course the, the answer is clear in scripture and in the Lord's words. Yeah, absolutely. And Jesus said, you'll get the hundredfold. You'll be blessed even more in this life. Amen. You give up certain things, which are good, obviously, but for for greater goods that God has promised in those blessings. And to have trust and confidence in that promise, the promise of God, the promise of Jesus, the promise even of the church. And I have been so, so abundantly and richly blessed. 
you could say, with, you know, with more spiritual tr- children than I, I could have ever, you know, obviously as a natural father, who knows how many children I would have had if I would have gotten married. But I have so many, so many spiritual children, you know, literally, you know, thousands uh, that call me father. And that's a real relationship in a, in a spiritual sense. So the blessings, obviously, that, that one should be considering in discerning a vocation, keep those blessings in mind. Trust in those blessings. Trust in the promises of the tremendous happiness and joy and satisfaction that this life entails. Don't listen to the world or the worldly message that, you know, you'll, you'll be so unhappy, you have to give up so much. That's not, obviously, what needs to be first and foremost in people's minds. If it's a call from God, my goodness, the blessings will be beyond anything that you can really imagine. No one can outdo God's generosity, my Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. No one can outdo God's grace, grace upon grace upon grace, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, greater love, greater joy, greater peace. And I know that I know that I know, which is in 1 Corinthians 12 called charismatic faith. Mm -hmm. I know that I know that I know that there are people listening right now Mm -hmm. that God's talking directly to you. And the answer is yes. When you say yes to Jesus, then you will receive so much grace. You know, one of my good friends is Father Ben Tran. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know Father Ben. Yeah, of course. And he has something that really means a lot to me. And I tell him this all the time. I just told him the other night. He comes up to me and he says, thank you for your yes. Mm -hmm. And I say to him, thank you for your yes. And thank you for your yes. Thank you for your Steve. Yeah. No, this is again, a common experience. And this is precisely one of those ways in which a priest or or religious experiences that special kind of blessing that people, you know, I don't even know them really, but they know me. They know us because of our ministry and that, you know, we are giving a, a public witness to Christ and his church, for them just to come up and say, you know, thank you for your vocation. You just think that's the voice of God saying thank you. I mean, I kind of, I kind of interpret it that way, uh, that this is the way in which we are supported in our vocation, uh, that, that, you know, that kind of, uh, affirmation, that kind of encouragement, that kind of support is precisely why we do what we do for God's glory. We've been talking on this show, living an integrated Catholic life, living a full Catholic Mm -hmm. life. And I think it would be safe for us to summarize that living a full Catholic life is saying yes to God's purpose for you. Yes. What is the purpose that God has for you, my brothers and sisters, in your life? And if you have that calling, if you have that nudge for religious life, then Perhaps that is your purpose, and many times it is your purpose. I, for one, never expected to be a deacon in the Catholic Church. My wife thought I would be, but I didn't even in my mind. And in fact, when I went through the application, uh, didn't do a real great job. I was called in here by one of my favorite, another favorite person, Deacon Frank Chavez, and said, well, you really didn't put a lot of time into this, did you, Steve? <laughs> you know, and, and the reality is, is that I was kind of fighting it, and many of you may be fighting it right now. But the one thing I said was that every single day I feel called more and more and more. And And if you just keep saying yes, one day at a time and see what God has in store, many times he's going to lead you to that throne of grace. Amen. That vocation. Absolutely. And for those of you out there who are discerning, you don't have to be 100% certain 
to begin the process. Nobody's 100% certain when they apply for a seminary or a ministry program or for a religious life. You don't have to be. That, that's the normal thing. You have, uh, again, you could say a degree of certainty, which is God's way of prompting you to say, you need to try this. You need to investigate this. You need to pursue this. So that's sort of where it started with me. Was I 100% sure? No, absolutely not. But I was 100% sure that I needed to pursue this because I I've, I felt the calling in my heart, certainly, from God. There were so many indications in my life that were like, you know, God's calling you, God's calling you, God's calling you. And again, you know, growing up, I remember the first time I thought, sort of thought about becoming a priest was in fifth grade. <laughs> When we started altar serving. So, okay, so the call comes and goes. And for all of you listening, that's perfectly normal, right? But, you know, when you reach that point where it's it's persistent enough and now you're at that level of maturity to say, I need to, I need to pursue this. And that's when you, you enter into the process uh, of discernment. And, you know, even for those that I worked with at the Abbey, who came and spent some time with us and then discerned that it was not their calling. No one, you know, left angry, left upset, left like they wasted that time. Never, ever, ever is that ever the case. So, again, to make that decision, uh, to put your faith and trust in God and in yourself and to say, I'm going to do this. Definitely, if you're thinking about it, if you're even that close, take that step. God will bless you, even if the answer is no. If you've, you, you, At least you've discerned for your whole life, you'll have the peace of mind saying, well, at least I tried. I gave, you know, God and myself that opportunity. But for those who never give themselves or never give God that opportunity, I mean, down the road, there may be those regrets. You know, you never know. My brothers and sisters, living and integrated a full Catholic life means being open to the Holy Spirit, open to the yes of Jesus. Amen. And when we're open to that, that's when great miracles happen. And I have a wonderful miracle sitting next to me, Father Augustine Puckner. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Deacon Steve. It's been great to be with you again. Always a pleasure to be with you. Heavenly Father, most gracious and good God, we ask for your special blessing. Bestow that blessing upon all of those listening to the show today. Support them in their struggles. Make them mindful of the many blessings in their lives this day. May they continue to be aware of your love in their lives. May that love make a difference in their lives. May they come to know and to believe in you and in your Son and in the power of the Holy Spirit. May that Holy Spirit continue to be the source of power and inspiration to lead all those who will receive this blessing to glorify you throughout their lives, to safely reach our heavenly homeland, and while they are here on this earth, to make a difference, to make a difference in a positive way witnessing to all the power of God's grace and all that that means for this world. And may this blessing truly come upon all of those who are here, who are listening, for all of those that we love and serve. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Just another powerful podcast with Father Augustine Puckner. I'm sure you can clearly see why Deacon Steve just loves to bring him into the studio to impart his wisdom to us. Please share this podcast with a family member, a friend or coworker, or a neighbor. This is exactly the kind of podcast that needs to be heard far and wide. For more information on this ministry, click on our website, spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. 
We'll see you again next time with Deacon Steve and the team. This podcast is a ministry of Spirit-Filled Media. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.